Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Devon Hour Friday Spotlight. Today we are highlighting Matt Palmer, who is like my favorite person ever. So I just wanted to pop in before the episode starts just to give Matt Palmer a big shout out. And I'm excited for everyone to hear this episode is the first episode of the Friday Spotlight. And yeah, just tell me what you think. I hope you enjoy and also make sure you go check out and stream Matt Palmer's EP, The Good Parts, because it is really good. So I'll catch y'all later. So this is my podcast voice. I'm joking. I don't really have. <laughs> I know. I was waiting for it. <laughs> What's it gonna be? I really don't. It's like no. Suddenly, I'm trade, and my voice just dropped in three octaves. <laughs> that would have been something. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Devin Hour podcast. My name is Devin, and you are listening to the Friday Spotlight. The Friday Spotlight is where I interview and acknowledge and shine some light on some amazing content creators, organizers, leaders, anybody who I really want to fucking talk to. So today we have someone who I have been watching for a very long time. No shade. And I <laughs> and I really am like, honestly, it's a full circle moment. Like I've had people on the podcast who I have been watching since forever. And I'm just so happy to have Matt Palmer on to the Devon Hour podcast. Welcome, Matt. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. What an intro. Yeah, I, I heard a rumor that you said you'd been watching since you were a baby gay. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a million years old. Someone, I need to like get a grave plot and everything. <laughs> it's over. But you know what? Time has really flown by. Like it, it right. has really just gone by so fast. And I remember watching you and Matt talk about memoirs of an imperfect angel. Like yes. what? Like that's... <laughs> This was, this was like in my early on Mariah Carey standing days where I used to watch every single video in regards to Mariah Carey. And I never forget when two gay mats popped up onto my YouTube page. <laughs> and I said, what the fuck is this? I need it. I am and glad you both found us and Mariah. Like, <laughs> I think that's both important journeys to be on. <laughs> honestly two coming of age stories to be honest um so yeah i won't i won't even say it's been too long i feel like just for both of us it's just like time has really flown and i think it's amazing to see your trajectory of where, like, where you started on youtube and to see where you're going and to see the drive and the hustle because it's not easy out here in the industry right no no but it's a lot of a lot of doing things for yourself there's anything i've learned in my time you just got to make sure you do shit for yourself and that yes. it sounds good and looks good and that if you do work with people you should pay them if you can those are like the only things i've learned hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> because no one wants to be doing work for free even no. if it's just a little something it's like you, you gotta do it not even in this especially in this time and climate like it just no we're not for doing sure. shit no. for free mm -mm, not a collab no i am unavailable <laughs> but if suddenly you money, right we can talk about it all of a sudden i'm swamped <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> 
So we're going to be breaking down a lot of things. Well, not a lot of things, like a couple of things. We're going to talk about your upbringing, right? We're also going to talk about um, how you started off on YouTube and why and this upcoming album that you have coming out. But let's just talk about how this whole thing got arranged. Mm-hmm. So for those who don't know, I work for Pod People and I am the the onboarding. I'm part of the recruiting team. And, you know, I'm just doing my normal thing, <laughs> minding my <laughs> And then I got to talk to this amazing person named Jackson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we just had a, a great conversation. And I forgot how this got brought up. Um, I think we were talking about, like, diversity, like, within, like, the audio industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot. Some, some. I think I said something real slick or something smart or whatever the fuck I said. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Jackson was like, Yeah, my boyfriend. I said, Oh, I said, Who's your boyfriend? <laughs> and he was like, Oh, Matt Palmer. And I guess he just said it so casually, like as if I wouldn't know who it is. Right. <laughs> but I said, Matt Palmer. He was like, Yeah. <laughs> I said, You mean two gay mats? He was like, You know two gay mats? And I said, Yeah, I've been standing since I was like a baby gay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that's the part where i felt real old but happy that you knew it could be worse than you not knowing but i but still was like man mm, i got i gotta find a retirement home it's time <laughs> it's really time i think after that i kind of really i was like that was kind of- <laughs> oh i can't you know, hear you anymore time oh you can't hear me oh i can hear you now sorry okay yeah so i was like yeah I could have just said that I just been watching you for a very long time. I didn't have to say all that extra shit. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, Mariah, again, if you're a big fan of Mariah, she teaches you about age not being a thing and not, you know, going by the numbers. So I'm going to try to roll with that because I feel like I'm at that point where it's like, no, I'm ageless. <laughs> yes, we are all eternally 12. As I, well, I always wonder why 12? 12 is a little young. I don't want to be 12. You know what? I think. Did you read her memoir? Of course I did. <laughs> Of course, yes, of course you did. <laughs> and I believe that I think 12 was just such a p- pivotal year for her. If I right. remember. It was kind of traumatic, it sounded like. Yeah, it was very traumatic, her upbringing. So I just think she kind of wanted to just live in this world of being a child because she was forced to grow up at such a age, right. right? You hear so many celebrities like that. Like, that's the whole, you know, not to talk about Michael Jackson, but the whole Michael Jackson stuff, you know. Oh, no, for sure. The whole Jackson right. family, right? Like they, Absolutely. even Janet, who was born into stardom. Like, right, right. Yeah. Uh, she's impressively well adjusted. I always thought she even just like listening to the early albums and interludes, like, oh, you're a normal person. I don't, I didn't get that from some of them. I siblings. agree, right? Like Janet, right. she was born, she was born way later into like their whole phenomena. Right. And she still kind of like showed that she was still a normal girl, but also was a rebel in a way right, right. like she was just kind of like okay i'm gonna do my own thing fuck you joe <laughs> <laughs> i know she was the first of the kids to say fuck you joe and sing about sex and it's like all right janet and it was great oh, man i love, love it Sorry. i really wish that was like one era i wish i got to like witness as mm. oh that greatness of it, i mean it was great i mean i remember when velvet rope came out and i was like i don't understand what half of this is but i know i love it i know it's amazing oh what an album like no <laughs> what an album okay we're over here standing <laughs> um so i'm really excited to know a little bit about how 
like where did this interest for music come from hmm. well it was it was honestly a lot of janet and michael and mariah i remember mm-hmm. when the scream video came out very vividly and then i went to uh tower records or whatever cd store was around at the time and bought yeah. all of michael's discography all of janet's and then I heard Fantasy by Mariah on the radio at some point when I was like eight and did the same thing with her. And I've just been, especially with following Mariah from there on out, it's so fun to watch the charts, you know, like to see like, oh, is it number one? How long is it going to stay up there? And like figure out what she's doing right because she's had so many lives in her career. Right. And uh, so when I started writing music, I like had her as a blueprint, had Janet as a blueprint, had Babyface, obviously everything he wrote in the 90s was perfect. Uh <laughs> And so I just was inspired and I was like, you know, I, I sing a little bit. I want to write. I want to be able to be good at it. And I think it's just one of those things where you have to write a bunch of bad songs until you write a good one. And, yes. you know, I, 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 I liked the process. I felt like it was very rewarding to do so. So, Oh, I'm that's awesome. That. And I'm happy you're emphasizing songwriting, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's really important for an artist to write their music so we could really have an understanding of who they are. Right. Like, right. W- let's, like, like we're talking about Mariah. Right. Like she mm-hmm. writes from her own personal experiences. So I feel like as a fan, you feel more closer to her because exactly you relate to them in comparison. Let's say like a Rihanna or like even Beyonce early on, like we love them and we appreciate mm-hmm. the music. Right. But there's that connection that's not necessarily there in comparison mm. to like a Mariah or, you know, any other artist who writes their own music like we love them right. for what they release but it's just that there's not that just still that con- disconnect that's there right i feel like there's definitely something to be said for those artists who don't because like yeah. I, I you know am like you i think i prefer to hear it straight from you know the artists themselves but if you talk about someone like whitney houston even if she didn't write those words like you the still way felt her it you felt every like you you got to know her through her performance of those songs yeah so there are definitely ways to have that connection without writing but for me it just was always something that i was drawn to for sure yes and i'm happy that you know you picked it up and obviously you're showcasing that in your own art which is great because like you Thank said you. practice really does make perfect like for sure the amount of trash shit that i have written <laughs> coming up Right. And you like go back to it and you're just like, what the hell was I thinking? I know. I know. <laughs> I when I was <laughs> when I was 15, I wrote an album that is 21 tracks. And oh. it was all me. <laughs> and I was like, you're gonna be sitting down and listening to this. <laughs> it was 21 tracks. It was like an hour and a half. <laughs> me and my keyboard and my drum machine and made this entire crazy long thing most of it i'm like man that is garbage but there's always one or two where i'm like you know what if we redid this 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 and this there was potential here there's like a <laughs> nugget of goodness around all of this nonsense where it's like Whew, you were really listening to a lot of daniel beddingfield at the time i see uh, <laughs> uh, no not daniel <laughs> i really was that is a true story <laughs> oh my gosh if that's not a part of the gay man's discography <laughs> <laughs> got to get through this you can't can't forget it <laughs> right oh my gosh but yeah no it's true like when you really reflect back you're just like oh my gosh like what the fuck but then there right. just so happened to be a gem exactly <laughs> got to remember the gems you, you got to and also like you got to um i've tried to be nicer to my younger self cuz you know yes. we were all just figuring it out we were all trying to get on the journey of knowing what we were doing but you and you have to just make a lot of trash before you know what you're doing so yeah were you into like theater 
and you know all the all the dramatics the dramatics uh, i mean i liked to sing and that was an outlet for that i've never been an actor my roommate uh, matt Steele is an actor and yeah, a theater yeah, person so i know more about musicals now than i did growing up but i just saw it as like oh they we do school plays and uh, I'll audition for them because I'll get to sing. But like, I probably won't listen to the cast recording beforehand, which I probably should have. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll just sing whatever at the audition and hope for the best. And it was a, it was a good outlet in that way. But I definitely am more appreciative of theater and musical kind of things now uh, right. than I was. So while we're talking about Mr. Matt Steele, Dolly, <laughs> let's talk about YouTube. Right. What was because <laughs> obviously two gay mats is an iconic part of youtube history we, i think we just have to acknowledge it if you that's are very a kind person you have you said what i said that's very kind I, I i don't i'm just like we just make some videos i don't know maybe people watch them <laughs> yeah but i think like if you are a queer person coming up into like you know, i don't know and at that specific time right right i feel like two gay mats was like important watching like you you have wow. to have watched i i'd say so this is just hey, me writing I my appreciate own shit it. i appreciate it <laughs> it was great con- it's great con still great content like you do your own podcast and stuff now so obviously mm-hmm. two gay mats has evolved and right. has adapted to today's demands but mm-hmm. yeah what was the what was the initiation into that like, what made you want to get onto youtube with matt Steele and create content well matt Steele moved to uh LA and we he moved into a, the house I was living in with a couple other people and um he was doing a thing before called the doomsday diaries where he would make a video every single day and post it and I was like oof can't imagine doing that <laughs> I would never do it but he was only going to do it for a, a year and then that was over and he wasn't really doing anything on YouTube at that point and we would have a lot of opinions about pop culture shit and we lived in a big house well not a big house a house with a lot of people in it uh, because we were broke and uh, people would always be entertained by our arguments about different pop culture things. So we were like, yeah, wh- what's the what's the worst thing that could happen if we film this and put it up on YouTube at a point? And um, then at some point we started like talking about music stuff and talking about, you know, reacting to things as they were coming out and people did find us more and more. And yeah, so we've been doing it for a minute now. And it's just it's just really fun. It's a lot like we both have our like I have music and he has acting and performance like that, that we like focus on and are so meticulous with and take so seriously. Right. And 2 Gay Mats is like, I listened to this song and it was trash and I can't wait to tell you why. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> like thought, it's not as much thought into it. And so it just seems like it's a fun side gig that people seem to really respond to. So I'm a yeah. And in a way, I feel like you guys really <laughs> kind of initiate like the reaction thing like you remember before like it really wasn't labeled as like reaction youtube right Right. it was just like you were just listening to it and then you gave your opinion on it um but it's it's so interesting to see like that kind of evolution in that way too of like you had these youtubers who were just listening to music going back and forth you know (laughs) saying like this shit was garbage and now you have a whole industry of reactions on youtube we're really making so much money on it i know ever email youtube and say can i get my fucking check please (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, they give us our, our little checks every once in a while. So we don't get nothing. But it's, you know, I think you have to be really up there to be like making, making money on YouTube. Right, right. And, you know, it's a tough, tough thing, especially because with the reaction. So often if you play the song during the video, the copyright owner of the songs to be like, okay, you can put ads on this or whatever, but all that money is coming to me. Right. Like, you're not going to see this money. So, I mean, we have a Patreon now. And honestly, that was the most monetarily sound thing we ever did it's like <laughs> that money comes straight to us and like and it's fun it's again not a million people but it's like we hop on google chats every month and talk to people and like try to throw up extra bonus content but to have between the videos and the podcast it is hard to do like okay now we're going to do something else but i think people like supporting us one way or another so yeah we're appreciative of that for sure what is like one of your favorite videos that you have recorded with matt Steele? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, uh, it's hard because it's like favorite and least favorite, but that video of me when Beyonce's album dropped, <laughs> self-titled, <laughs> the self-titled album. I watched that and I'm like, God, I was really losing oh it. Oh my <laughs> gosh. The way I remember that. First off, let's just have a moment, right? It's really, really on one. Because Beyonce, bitch. I know the disrespect. First off, the disrespect. I know of just like I'm gonna just casually just drop something. Right. And it wasn't I know it like Thursday night. Thursday night at like 8 p.m. It must have been on. Where, are you East Coast? You're East Coast. That makes I'm sense. East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. So it must have been like 11 p.m. your time. Like I had friends in New York who woke up to it, and I'm like, oh no, this happened last night. And there's a video for like I I was I was going insane. But I mean, yes. I think the whole world was going insane. I wasn't alone. <laughs> Yes, I was. <laughs> this is going to sound so. I was in high school. It was my sophomore year of high school, and I <laughs> and I was, um, you know, just I remember like walking into school the next day mm-hmm. because first off, I think I was like a soothsayer or something. Like I had a crystal ball because I said Beyonce's dropping something. Like this, she went wow. on tour. That she was all went thing. On tour, and then she dropped Bow Down before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, sis is coming. She's coming. I know. And that was the craziest thing is she went on, what was it? The Mrs. Carter tour yeah. that she was on. Yep. And she just had put out like that grown woman commercial. And yep. I was like, this is going to be the single. I know it's coming. It was definitely not the single, but whatever. It should have been. That's a great song. Uh, but I just knew I went to that grown woman show, but before she updated it and added the self-titled songs to it. So I didn't see her do any of that. And so I was like, maybe she just wants to tour. I don't get it. But you were absolutely, I was, I could not have been more shocked. <laughs> I was like, Beyonce, she's coming. I wasn't <laughs> expecting the music videos though. Like, oh my God, that shook me. So I remember that video of like mm. the next day and watching you two and <laughs> you, you two were standing. But my favorite video. Oh, right. which one? Is uh, when me, I am Mariah dropped. Oh yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> ooh, first off, I I like me, I am Mariah, but right, there are some things on there. I'm just like, uh, Mariah, girl. You can- <laughs> <laughs> Which ones? Which ones are not for you? Oof. Um. All right. So this is going to sound shady, but it is what it is. You could have kept Supernatural. <laughs> you mean the one with our kids? Yep. <laughs> You could have kept that one in the archives, you know, just for something you and your kids could look back on years later and be like, look at this shit that y'all did as children. 
you could have kept that because I did not need it. And wow. you also could have kept that money shit too. Because I, right, I agree. I agree with you there. That you're right about <laughs> the supernatural. Okay, it's not great. But she no. sounds very good on Supernatural. Like, I think vocally, it's a very strong moment on the album. But like, yeah, it's, 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 I gen, I feel like a general rule for me is like, I love that you are having your kids and I love that you love them. I don't need to hear about it. <laughs> like, I don't need a song about I love my kids. No. I, ever. I don't think. I mean, Blue is nice on, on self-titled, but I'm trying to think of another song for child that I like. I don't know that there's... I, I I mean maybe I'll feel different if I were to have kids. Like, oh my god! But I, I don't foresee that. Hell I no! I thought that was a cut. I said, Mariah, girl, you tried it with this one. You tried it, girl. Because it comes after. Um, it comes after. You know, was it? You don't know what to do. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck is Mariah? <laughs> right. And up until that point, like she was really like tracks one through. And whenever your mind eternal comes up, yep. are excellent because that's a song that I'm like, oh lord, <laughs> like that could have been kept in the archives too. I I get it. We're all like, well, remember we belong together, and like I understand that being the sound we're trying to emulate. But I, why why with why uh your mind eternal and not you don't know what to do as the second single? Like I'm still mad about it. I'm still mad. It's it, hashtag beautiful into you don't know what to do. You get a hit. You get a hit album. Why would why is there always a recreation of We Belong Together every fucking album? I mean, like I stay in love, like <laughs> girl, I, keep it. I mean, I I I feel like this the don't forget about us was the first of those, and I liked it. Yes. I stay in love, I even liked, but ever since then I've been like, okay, like inseparable, I'm on the fence about, but <laughs> But like with you and the uh, your mind eternal, it's like all right, no. we we get it. Ballad with the beat, we got it. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yes, that was one of my favorite videos. Was the I am Mariah, the elusive Chantus. I know what um, a long title record. Is that just, I, I live for it though, because I was like, because I was really one of those those little kids. I was just like, well, I was sixteen when it came mm. out, and I was just like. Mm, Mariah, she's that bitch, and she is really <laughs> just, I mean, yep, she can throw an ellipses in the middle, throw a period, <laughs> just whatever she wants. Listen, <laughs> listen, I said, no, Mariah, girl, you have your fun. She was, ooh, that was an era. You had to be it a really real was. fan to stick along through that. <laughs> I know because you listen to the album and it's like, oh, you guys are getting divorced. And then it took them like five more months to do it. But it was like, you know, I mean, you come, you you go just like an echo. It's like, oh, yeah, this isn't no, she hated thirsty, the whole thing. Oh, she really did. And the thing is, he would introduce her at thing. I feel like I'm just talking about Mariah this whole podcast. But, you know, it's just <laughs> the whole he would introduce her somewhere singing thirsty. And she's like, he's like from her new album, the art of letting go. And it's like, Nick, who do you think she's letting go of? She's like, Oh, it's about American idol. It's like, come on. No, it's come not. on. Mariah. It's don't not. give two shits about Onika. Okay. <laughs> she's talking about your black ass. You're, you're exactly. going. And I love how in the book he got like two and a half pages. It's like, it was fun. I love our kids. Well, I mean, look at the material. Like, look at him now. Nut job hotep. What the hell? And and how many kids is he on now? Is he about to have five and six? This is fourth one. Fourth. Okay. 
All right. He has a type for sure. But anyways. <laughs> yes. So now what made you and Matt still like really hang in there throughout the years? Because obviously YouTube is something that is not easy to like mm -hmm. gain a following on because there's so many different content creators out there doing right. exactly the same thing that you're doing, especially right. in regards to like pop culture. Um, but yeah, but what made you and Matt really stick around and go, go on this journey? I think because it was always more fun than it was work. Like it right. has never felt like, oh gosh, we have to do this. And I'm so sick. Like it always is like, oh, I'm hanging out with my friend who is my roommate. So I see him a little bit, but it's just like, it's, it's, it's harmless. It's fun. And it seems to bring people joy. And mm -hmm. until it becomes not fun to do and it's as easy as it is to just like walk into the living room throw up some lights and turn the camera on it's like eh, it's who's it really hurting um right. so yeah i think it, i think it brings more more positivity than negativity and so we keep it keep it up and that's that should be the point right like a lot of like i always tell people when you start making money off of something mm -hmm. or when you start to feel like something is a job is not as fun exactly so it's the fact that you and Matt still really kept that energy up and going mm -hmm. um, is really great. But how did you and Matt still meet again? Was he, it through this house? It was through this house. And we needed a roommate. And he was looking for a roommate on Craigslist. Uh, and oh, he, God. I know. And then could have went left. I really could have. It really could have gone so many different directions. But it, it was a good fit. And our roommate, I had a roommate then who had seen his other videos where he was more playing a character. And they're like, he seems annoying. We shouldn't have him. I'm like, he's kidding. Like, this isn't real. Like, he's going to be fine. And I was like, yeah, it'd be good to have another gay in the house. So it came and it worked out. Wait, were you living with heterosexuals? Yes, heterosexual men. All of oh them. Oh, my God. I know. I literally I think back to that time and I'm like, did I have more straight men in my life than gay men? And I think yes, by a lot. When I first moved here, I knew one person, a very kind, but very straight man. And <laughs> so I just knew his friends. And I mean... My, how things have changed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. See, they, it's a they, different they, time. Were they like the clean straight men? I hope so. I can't believe you're asking that. There are three clean straight men. It's <laughs> 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 a small number. So, of course not. I mean, I wasn't like dreadfully clean at the time myself. Uh, but it was it, it. The house was gross. When we moved, it was a good thing. I'm only asking that because my only interactions with the cishets were when I was, <laughs> was when I was in college my freshman year. And, mm. you know, I, my three roommates were all cishet dudes. Mm. And I was like, I was like, OK, I was like, first off, oh, this could work out because they're all black. So, like, we're all good. Right. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, no. When the girls started coming. Oh, that's the worst part. Then I'm looking at the toilet and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right. Like, what'd you even do in here to make it look? I always had my own bathroom. I will say that. So that was helpful. It was a, a traumatic experience for me. <laughs> and I was so happy when all three of them got booted out the damn room. And I said, hallelujah. I got my own. How they all get how they all get booted out of the room. Well, me and my roommate didn't get along. Okay. Because he was doing a lot and him and his little girls and he was cheating on his girlfriend in front of me. I did not feel comfortable with that because, you know, oh no, as the gay one, like you just have so much love for the women's. So, right. 
Right. When you see a girl not being done right in front of you, I said, oh, no, I got to come up with a concoction or a plan to get this dude out of here. <laughs> Did you tell her? Did you tell the girl? So I tried to tell her stupid ass. So this is a story, right? Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, um, so I'm like in my room. She's mm-hmm. right next to me. He left to go do something. Uh, probably cheat or whatever. I don't know why he just left her in a room, but he did. Right. So I'm just sitting there and I have my my friend on the phone, but I have her on mute and silent. Mm-hmm. So like she so she could hear everything, but right. you know, also whatever. So <laughs> I, I look at this girl and I said, um, so like you were making a lot of noise last night. <laughs> right? My goofy ass knowing that she wasn't in the room. Right. She, she was like, I wasn't here last night. And I said, well, someone was here last night. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then she was like, what? And so then she had this sour ass look on her face. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I really got this dude. Like, he's out. Like, he's mad. Period. <laughs> like, he's done. The next, like, a couple days later, her goofy ass comes strolling in the room with him all happy and cheery and shit and i'm looking at her like wow girl gotta respect yourself at some i mean i I guess we should give her a you all were very young at this point hopefully she would not do that today but it's like he's your college boyfriend you're not married you don't have kids like if you're if you're being told he's cheating on you they're like oh great we're done then great into that right and she was pretty too and i was like there is a plethora Excuse me. First off, the Devon Hour has no <laughs> restrictions. <laughs> yeah, this is an explicit podcast. Yes. Yeah. There's a plethora of dick on this campus, girl. Go get one. Facts. Facts are facts. Go <laughs> get one. It was like it was ridiculous. Wow. And then he ended up moving out because I said I had enough, so I just kind of said, "Get your shit and go." Like, <laughs> just go. Wow. And there was this thing called Room Change Day at our university. Mm. And he signed up for it and he got the fuck out. And so I had the room to myself. The Good other two, they were like best friends. One went to the Air Force and the other one, I don't know what the hell he was doing. So I really didn't care. Right. But <laughs> hey, you had a whole room to yourself is what it sounds like. So a congratulations. Whole dorm. Like it was just empty. <laughs> wow. Like, Thank God. I know you won. I did. One time. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take your wins where you can get them. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like straight dudes is an experience to live with so mm-hmm. the fact that you survived it and at least you had matt still i guess that's what really <laughs> confirmed right. the bond right there exactly exactly it's like we we have to stick together <laughs> we're on the same team here and yeah and i guess since then it's we've lived together we moved out of that house and then just moved in together and have we're in our second apartment the two of us and have so i haven't lived with a straight man since hallelujah i know we love to see it that's great. So, yeah, so that's great. I'm happy that you and Matt still really hung in there because usually by this point, we're talking about like YouTube couples, <laughs> couples, right. air, like, air quotes around that. They yeah. they break up. Right. I know. <laughs> that's half the long. reason why it's like I the idea of like having putting your actual like your romantic relationship in front of a camera to me is like I would never like for YouTube stuff. No way. Give me a check on like a housewives of atlanta maybe <laughs> but like for youtube and then like sit down and have that like we broke up video it's like oh my god <laughs> this is just i'll watch because you know i'm nosy right but i could never do that Woo. let's I'm say sure. if you and matt still ever release one of those damn videos i'm going ah! 
is going to be one of the most. I think I might just bust out laughing because I'm just like, are they serious? Maybe we need a. Maybe that's April Fool's next year. We'll have a friendship (gasps) breakup video. Oh. You're gonna we gag the girl we, with that we decided one. to go our separate ways. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, you and Matt Steele is like little mix. Like y'all hung in there for like ten whole years. <laughs> right, right. Not we have not had a Jesse yet. <laughs> not a Jesse yet. <laughs> have you ever thought about making the two or three? Have you thought of making a three game match? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> The thing is, we like because the name and the gayness of the name is so common. I know like eight other gay mats just in case Matt Steele's unavailable. <laughs> but I think there's something specific about the two of us that. Oh, know. that's lovely. Right. Um. So, what was the decision to come up with the with the podcast? Because obviously, like times have changed, but podcasting right. is not easy. Dog. No, it is not. It is not. But I always liked the podcast medium and had been thinking about doing it with Matt for so long. But I knew like, oh, I'm the one with Pro Tools and went to school for recorded music. I'm going to have to set all this shit up and <laughs> get the mics. And so, you know, it, for something that you're doing for fun, it's like this is just a hurdle and I feel lazy and it's hard for me to get motivated to do it. But I feel like it's just such a nice platform and it's nice and long form. And truly, I guess other shows are different than ours, but we don't edit shit. It's just like, we're just talking. We'll give you an ad break and then we will come back and talk some more. And so it's even easier than the, uh, the YouTube videos. And also we can talk about a plethora of topics about things that aren't just like, oh, there's this pop thing that happened five minutes ago and we have to talk about it so that we're at the top of the algorithm or whatever. It's more just like, oh, this is what happened this week. And it's it's I think it's it's a, a a nice form of uh just showing different sides of ourselves, you know. Right. Yeah, it's great. Like it is obviously like you two adapting with the times because obviously, like you said, it's a new medium. Yeah. Um. So I think it just made. I think it's just a transition that just makes sense. And I and yeah. I absolutely love listening to you two on the podcast. I actually think now I listen to you two more on the podcast than I do uh, watching the YouTube videos because it's just easier like more accessible you know what i mean like absolutely on a train you're listening to the opinions of the two gay mats it's just like (laughs) train ride Uh, let's get into the music all right i am excited about this so you have an ep coming out on may 28th Mm -hmm. called yes the good parts and the first single from it i don't want it yeah was released and the music video is so cute first off your drop your skincare routine please (laughs) I mean, it's just like drink water a lot. Like, I don't know. I don't have anything too special. Genetics. uh, You know, and truly get the lighting right. Like, I mean, you think Mariah is being ridiculous, but as soon as you get the lighting right, it's like, wow. What is the inspiration behind the the single? The single. uh, So I was going through a bad breakup when I started writing this album. And so I had written, which, you know. And so when I was going into the album, I was like, I'm going to make this a breakup album. It's going to be like my fucking butterfly or my like 21. Like there's going to be no happy songs on this shit. Like not a one. And then, you know, you live, you meet someone and it's like, well, I have other feelings that need to get mixed in there. Um, So, so I don't want it. I had written so many breakup songs that were like, I'm hurt and you're a piece of shit. And, you know, that kind of point of view. And then I was like, well, what would it be like if I was going to play the character who, like the person who dumped me 
if I was to be singing from their perspective, what do I think their point of view would be? Right. And so I kind of went, went with that. And it kind of ended up being like a, like a fuckboy anthem. Like this, if you were wondering what your fuckboy is thinking, you should listen to the song. And maybe it's that. <laughs> yes, it is a great song. And I just also want to talk about the music video again, because mm-hmm. the music video, I think is so cute. Thank um, you. It's like you talking to your therapist. And your therapist <laughs> is like, what is wrong with this bitch? Like, too young, huh? Like, what are you talking <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Thank you. Yeah, for the last like EP, I did a I did a, a little mini lemonade thing and did a video for every song, and it was very yep. linear. It was very much like that. But so this time I was like, okay, we're not doing that. That's, we're in COVID. Who has the time? Let's just make something cute and fun, and right. uh, just kind of have it be a bunch of little vignettes. Like it was almost like these are little TikTok moments that pull from the lyrics that we can cut back to in the chorus, but. When a line comes up that says the word vital, let's throw me in a fucking nurse's outfit. Like, just because it's it's silly, it's watchable, and it's like, it was supposed to be light and fun to, to match the song. So I'm happy with right. how it turned out, for sure. That is great. So you said that this album was supposed to be your 21. It and was. then somebody <laughs> came in and mm-hmm. fucked up all your plans. <laughs> I know, I had plans. I had plans, yes. Well, couldn't it just let you be a bitter person <laughs> I know for the release of the damn record I know I was like I have an album this is like when Mary J Blige needs to write her albums because it's like she's in love and you're like oh gosh <laughs> here we go but when she's not right? in love it's like I can't wait <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> and it's horrible it's like when Adele announced her divorce and my first thought was like that's very sad for their child but also oh my gosh we're terrible album. human beings man. <laughs> we are so bad every single time somebody's going through something we're like this album is about to be <laughs> fire fuck your happiness we don't I want mean, that <laughs> i i I'm, i guess on a larger scale level i do but there's a petty part of you that's like well i mean but i mean it's gonna it's gonna sound great because that's where the best a lot of times the best music comes from the thing is butterfly i guess is technically a breakup album but like that was more like all about Derek jeter than it was about right Tommy you know like it kind of is a love or at least a a sex album right well it can't be like a heartbreak album if you didn't love the dude in the first place right (laughs) it was was a freeing record it was that's true I am set free for the first time until we get the second one (laughs) (laughs) she loves being set free (laughs) that is every album since she's like I'm freeing the truest part of myself it's like all right (laughs) like yes yes and again, I love I love Mariah. I don't think I'm shading her because I just like her, but it's it's a common theme from there on out. It is a common theme, but girl. Right. But honestly, keep giving it to us because that's like some of the best content. Um right. but yeah, so with this record, what are some what are some sneak peeks of other songs that we're going to be hearing? Like what can what can we expect? Oh well, okay. Well, there are a few more songs that were written during the 21 phase. Right. So there's definitely like um Kind of, there's there's a kind of mid-tempo-y, almost uh, Khalid and uh, Disclosure-inspired song called Leave Me Out, uh, which Ooh. I like a lot. Just leave, just, just leave me out of it. Just leave me out of it. And then there's one more big ballad kind of putting an endpoint on that whole relationship thing. And then there are the, the positive songs, upbeat songs that are talking more about my current situation. Mm-hmm. And... Um, those are cool. And then it's the thing is, it's 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 less... Uh, I felt like the last album was very... Con- like 
on purpose. It was kind of like, let's try the dance influence thing, but keep the right. vocals. And here, the tempo is definitely slower, but I'm trying to give you more like bops and mids and ballads and have it all feel cohesive. So that was the the goal and the thought and the through line being just my, you know, vocal, obviously. And also like lyrically, even if the song, like I definitely have a song that's just basically like, you're hot and you are with someone, but I don't care about that. <laughs> but even though it's like a, a light, silly kind of song, wanted mm. to make it a little bit, a little bit of depth or a little bit of like clever, cleverness in the lyric. So, I mean, I hope you, I hope you like it. If you, 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 you heard it, right? Yes, I've heard. Okay, right. <laughs> I've heard a good amount of your song. Like I know, but but did you hear the new stuff? Did you hear the yeah. new? Yes, I've heard. The okay, new. good. All right, I'm I just really, want to make because I just want to make sure. I'm really excited, like for everyone else to get into the music as well. Like, first off, Khalid and Disclosure, you referenced that, and I said, "Oh, Bob, like, is... <laughs> oh, so you're going to give the girls what they deserve?" That's I mean, hearing, right? It's a great. That's a great song. That talk song is great. Right. Wait, who? Are, what are some producers that you worked with on this record? Did anybody um, that out? Uh, I worked with uh, this guy, Differenz, on a couple songs. We've been working together since 2014. Um, mm-hmm. I worked with uh, my friend, Myrone is his stage name. I was like, I know his name is Patrick, but Myrone is his stage name. He produced this last ballad on the album, which I think is cool and all in my falsetto. So it's like, we're really staying up there. Uh, and then- <laughs> Have fun singing that shit live. I know, right? I'll be lipping. I'll just be lipping. My lips will be going every which way. <laughs> but I'm trying to think. Um, and then there's this kid who is, um, his name is Thor Lundberg, and he is a great producer, and we worked together a little bit on the album prior. And uh, yeah, so it's a it's a mix between those three. And then I did the ba- the ballad that's just like piano and vocal. It's like, well, I can do that. <laughs> that I can do in my part. So. Yes. We'd love myself. to see it. We'd love to see it. And you know what? I'm happy that you said that you really wanted to make sure you have a cohesive project. And I feel like in 2021, a lot of the things are just kind of like singles, right? Like dropping a single here, dropping a single here. And it's very rare that we get like a cohesive body of work. Right. Um, Because it's usually, like I said, just a compil. It's like a compilation of singles. Absolutely. Because that's Um, the way Spotify and that algorithm is like, if you want to be on New Music Friday or, you know, on people's release radar, you better release one thing on Friday and have that be everywhere for a second. And then everybody forgets about it. I'm just yeah. I don't I mean, I loved album. I grew up on albums, so it's hard for me to let that go. Right. I love albums. And I think I'm still one of the few of like my generation who really appreciate really appreciate an album like right when i'm listening to albums now they only run for like 30 minutes i said this ain't no fucking album what? <laughs> right and everything everything you've heard on it is from like a uh instant grat pre-release track it's like i've heard all these songs like what, right what or it was song? released two years ago and now you're right putting on this damn album now just to get your streams <laughs> like right i want to hear a body of work like i want to hear i want to hear the the chorus at the end of the song repeat like five times and then fade into nothingness you know what i mean a total i mean hey you're speaking my language it's also the a thing about how short i mean i really sound old now but how short the songs are now it's like can we get to 3 minutes 3 minutes isn't long right where's the bridges like, where's the bridge where's the bridge People, people do verse, chorus, verse, chorus, done. Because it's, it's. I mean, it's the Old Town Road method. It's like, you're going to listen to this more often on Spotify, on loop, because it is shorter. And so this length is like optimal for the algorithm. It's everything's for the algorithm. But you know what I blame though? Like, I remember um, interludes being like some of the best songs on the album. <laughs> like, 
I remember like an interlude will come on and you're just like, this is fire. I wish they would have made it longer. Right. And I guess that's the point of what people are doing today. It's kind of right. like, we're going to make these interlude kind of songs. Right. Leave and, people wanting more. Right. And then people are going to want, want it more and, and they're going to loop it more. But still, like, there's still uh, an appreciation for a full out song. Like, remember right. back in the days, like pop songs, pop songs used to be damn near four minutes long before the radio edit, right? I know. It's crazy. What the hell? I don't remember know what's when... going on with my generation. <laughs> people, child. Remember when Birthday Cake came out on Rihanna's album? And it was. I, that's what the fuck I blame. And that's, that course. There you go. <laughs> We're going to blame Rihanna and his birthday cake because I think ever I'm, since she dropped it. I, I'm still mad about it. Is there ever a full version with just her? I know there's a full, full version with her and Chris Brown. Is there a full version with just her? I wish. I need to know. That. I need that. I'm still, I mean, and this was what? 2014? 2011? Yeah. Uh, well, I still need it. I feel like it has been, I need a full, full version. 10 year anniversary of birthday cake. We finished the song. How about that, Rihanna? Like, come on. And I'm ha- I'm mad as hell she dropped that damn remix with Chris Brown. I said, girl, I didn't want I that. Know. Right. She could have kept that. Ugh. But yeah, like, I'm I'm happy that you're putting emphasis on making a cohesive project because I really feel like we we need that. Um, I'm really interested in learning about, like, your songwriting process. Like, what? Mm-hmm. how does that work for you? Are you someone who might like to think about the melody first, then write the lyrics? Or are you a lyrics person? Or does it just kind of different depending on the song i'm definitely melody first then mm-hmm. the lyric um but i start with like i can i can make like an instrumentation just to a point like i play piano just enough to get by and can build like a basic track just right. enough to get by so i i start there and then we'll do a, a melody and then we'll have some fake words that maybe become real words or i make you know mess around with them until it makes sense right and um once I have all the vocal done and solid according to my, you know, minimally produced track, I'll reach out to one of those producers and be like, hey, I want this to sound like radio ready. Do you want to work on this? And then they'll kind of beef up the track with me. Uh, and then the vocals are on it and we go from there. Right. Is it, do you prefer like the producer to have the track, like a produced song done already? Like a produced beat? <sighs> Or do you I, prefer to make it like from scratch? I think these songs end up being better if I start making it from scratch. I, I'm not as good as, because I, for some reason, when I hear like a fully produced, done instrumental, I don't, I just can't, I don't feel like the songs I write on top of them are as good as the songs that I write from scratch. But I've right. done it before. I just do it. Um, they have this site called soundbetter.com where artists can go on and be like, oh, I sing and write songs. If you have beats or something or need someone to sing a chorus or write a chorus or a full song for you, you can do that. And so I'm on there doing that for people. And it turns out, but I just, I feel closer to the song and feel like the song works better together if I'm there from the very beginning. Right. Yeah. Are you more of a, from your, from the writing perspective, Uh would you say you were more of a verse person or a hook or a bridge? Which is your favorite part to write? I mean, I start with the chorus. I'm like, oh, if, wow. Is, I, because I'm like, if we don't have a chorus, we don't have a song. Mm-hmm. Like, if, then if we don't have like the main part of it, then what, what are we even doing? Like, I can build the things around it, but that to me is like the centerpiece, the chorus and or hook. Sometimes it's a hook, but a lot of times it's like the actual chorus. Cause then that's what gets me inspired to write the rest of the song. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I really believe in this chorus and I want to make sure the rest of the song lives up to it. 
and not like uh, I have a great verse and then just like a nothing chorus kind of thing. This is so funny because this is how I know that you are you have a decent brain because it's like you said I'm gonna get I'm gonna knock out the hardest part first <laughs> exactly because <laughs> it's like why even make a song if the chorus is gonna be you know shitty like I'd rather have a good chorus that I can build a song out of and go from there right like you just said I'm gonna knock out this the hardest bit because <laughs> the hook is so hard because you right. really want something that grabs because it's a hook right you want something right. that grabs the ear yes you know and keep the person coming back and usually the chorus is like the best part of the songs and you can't even right. get that right then you might as well throw the song out. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's how i think <laughs> so that's great i'm always interested to hear people's um thought process when it comes to writing i mm-hmm. i do my own little writing here and there not necessarily like songs but like you know poems or like you know yeah. talks. and i've always and i always consider myself writing like the verse first you right. know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's just how i operate and then when yeah. you get to that that little bit right there you're just like well i don't know what the fuck else to do <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but th- maybe you could, maybe that is a hurdle you can get over or like a, a mountain you can climb and you're inspired. Like this verse is so good. I want this chorus to be just as good. But for right. me, I'm like, oof, I don't know. <laughs> Let me go to bed. <laughs> Are there um, any recent artists that you have been listening to that you're like fangirling over? I mean, I feel like I say this whenever I talk about music, but Eminem K is so fucking good, and no <gasps> one bought that language album, and it makes wait, me wait, crazy. wait, hold up, because I have it signed somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> I mean the larger no, like the like it didn't get the love it deserved. It that did is an not. Album and a brilliant one from top to bottom. He can sing his face off, can write his face off. He's written so many hits for so many people, and the fact that he as an artist has not popped off like he should have oh makes me crazy. Like I, it makes me so upset. It makes me so mad because I've been following Eminique since the first EP, right? Um, because obviously, like I'm a I'm a big Little Mix fan. I have a little, right. mix, I have a fat ass Little Mix poster in my fucking room right now, and I'm such a fan. And I remember seeing his name on one of their songs off the I think the Salute album that mm. he I think that was one of the first projects he did with them. Wow. And then I remember scrolling through like um Apple Music or spotify uh, spotify at the time and right. emanike popped up as like a related artist the little mix and i said oh let me check mm. this out and then i heard that ep i think it's called in your clouds or something like that i forgot what the first right. ep was called right and it was so great it was like progressive you know what i yes. mean progressive r&b yes. electronic mixed music yes and then when i found out he was a gay man making this i said it makes fucking sense right Right, because he he gets it. He understands the influences he's pulling from, and he's like making yes. such an incredible amalgamation. And it's also like the only reason he got to where he is today as a gay man is because he is so undeniably talented. Undeniably you know, like undeniably talented. Have the to range. come to the right, the range, the right, everything about him. So he he had to climb over so many barriers that so many you know cis hats as you mentioned don't have to right and he i just feel like we should be giving him his flowers more oh my gosh we are let me just say i don't know if did you see emini k um perform when he came over to the states i did i was going to and then i actually bought tickets and didn't realize i had already planned a vacation over the time he's been mm. so i just gave him some money for some tickets which i'm fine with but i need to see him next time he's here oh my god amazing so i i'll never forget like when emini k announced that the language first off if emini k this this really was bothers me because so many artists could really 
like travel all over the world. I think we live in a right in a place now where no matter where you're at, there's going to be a crowd of people listening to you because yep. um, music is so easily accessible now. Like you don't have to necessarily go out and buy that person's music or go out and buy the ticket right. um, anymore. You could listen, you could have like a niche group of people listening to you. And I don't think MNEK was expecting the amount of people that showed out to the New York show. There was so wow. like, I'm. if you ask me, MNEK should have got a bigger venue. It was. Wow. Ridiculous. Good for him. Yes. For him. An amazing vocal. The, when I tell you the voice, the the live performance sounds like the album. Mm. Wow. And he is singing on that album. Oh, I can't wait till his next. I wonder what his sophomore album is going to sound like. I hope I hope uh, the hit he had with Joe Corey gets him inspired and excited oh, about it. Because I feel like you could tell from his tweets after language didn't do what it should have done. He was like not not happy with it, you know, so I'm yeah. glad he got that song that he is the lead, you know, co-lead of the only person singing. That became a huge hit, so maybe it will inspire him and yes. give us a sophomore album soon. I want people to stop thinking MNEK is just never forget you. MNEK is oh. so many other hits that, especially the ones that he's behind. And we we could talk, like I said, Little Mix. Like a right. lot of that is MNEK, right? right. <laughs> and I'm the thing is, I hate to tell you, I'm just getting into Little Mix right now. Like for some reason, the drama of Jesse leaving has gotten me. So like, many oh, Americans have been getting on to Little Mix ever since. <laughs> right. Americans, of course, with the drama. <laughs> I, you know, I love the drama. And I'm like, wait, what happened? Why'd she leave? Who's yeah. she feuding with? She won't talk about her uh, old group mates in that Cosmopolitan interview? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what the but, fuck was that? It was weird. It was weird. She'll, you can ask me any question except about my relationship with the other girls. Like, if there's no beef, then all you have to right. say is we're all good. Like, we're still right. friends. And they the, they got up there and shouted her out immediately when they won at the Brit Awards. So what what's really going on? What's happening? I what's need, the tea, I need a, Jesse? But you know, I, I this is the side this is like just a side note. But what I really yeah. was thinking was probably it's a triggering thing to probably talk about. Mm. You know their relationship because see that because let me tell you when you're going to get into like the performances and stuff now that you're like discovering them. Yeah. And you're going to see Jesse being more of like the downer or like, Mm. you know, sometimes energy's being sucked out the room because obviously Mm. she was going through whatever she was going through, um, which was a lot. And I've been watching Little Mix since their X Factor days. Wow. Um, And yeah. And you could just I just think it's a trigger for her, like talking about Mm. like the relationship she might have with the girls because they were enjoying their time in Little Mix. She wasn't. (laughs) Right. And I can't believe she was not enjoying it for that long. You know what I mean? Like she was in that group for 10 years and had so many demons surrounding her job, like her everyday job. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's tough. It it's, is I tough. can't believe she had to do all that. And we we're spoiled because what group do we get for 10 years? That's what, I, that's why when I was first listening to them, I was like, I love that they all seem like they want to be in this group. It's not like fifth harmony where it's like, all of you want to be solo. Yep. You hate one another. Or at least you all hate that one girl. <laughs> and uh, it just was so I mean, She ruined the song, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave her all the parts, too. She was the one who got every lead vocal and then was a racist. But whatever. I'm, anyway, I need Normani's album. And I've needed Normani's album since I saw the work. And you're going to keep wanting it because I don't think she's. Oh, come on. Don't I don't think so. Because there's no. no point. There's no reason. A EP something like, girl, you could have gave us a two bops, a ballad <laughs> and a mid tempo. That's it. A EP. I, I can you believe motivation came out two years ago now? Can you two and, years ago? 
all it really needed was a push. It was already debuting very well. Right. Uh, that video push. was everywhere. That VMA performance was unreal. The, uh, they just, how did they not have other shit ready to go knowing that they were going to be pushing this song like this? And this, and this, that's, ooh, it gets me so mad because I'm just like, right. Normani really like her song did well. Yes. The music video did very well. Yes. All you had to do was probably get her to perform on like the Ellen show or some shit. Right. And it probably would have went like top 10. Like, come right. on. Right. And even with, even with what it just did, you should have had a next single just in case it popped off like it did. And they yes. had nothing. It just is crazy to me. I can't, I will never understand what happened there. We are banishing RCA. <laughs> oh, is she on RCA? Is that what it is? Yes. Mm, That's why up. we're never getting that damn album. It fucked up uh, Britney's glory era too. But and Tanah, remember Tanache's whole career. All right, Tanache was all. I forgot she was RCA. RCA really? Wow. They're Only R and B girls they have time for is her. Mm. And they're not even giving that her giving her an album. Like <laughs> she just, just won an Oscar it. before she has an album. It's like okay, <laughs> come on, guys, <laughs> let's hurry up. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm happy that you like M&EK because M&EK really oh. does deserve his flowers. And we need just more queer talent on radio. Yes, completely agree. I mean, I'm happy for Lil Nas X because he is really doing it. And, yes. You know, good for him. But I would I would love more. Just more. And I wish Lil Nas, I really wish they would kind of like give us like an M&EK Lil Nas X song. Like just give right. the girls what we deserve. Yeah, Call Me By Your Name remix with M&EK. Come on. Let's do it. How, who do we who do we have to talk to? What petition do we have to sign to make this, this was, happen? At this point, I think honestly, we just need to do our own little management company because what the fuck? done. <laughs> we got the ideas. <laughs> I'm pretty sure M and EK would be like, uh, yes, exactly. One hundred percent. Not saying none of that. Come on. Exactly. Um, is there um any like what song would you say is like was the most difficult for you to write on your album? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, most difficult. Um, I feel like I went back to chasing fireworks a lot. That was the, mm. the last song, the uh, ballad that's in the falsetto the whole time. I went back to that song a lot because it's in a different range for me. I was almost like, let me just take it down that octave. Like I'm not fucking Maxwell in 1998. But I thought, <laughs> I, but I did think it gave it something kind of special. So I think I went back and forth with that song the most. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. And what genres would you say are your? Because I I know obviously you love R and B. You mentioned yeah. Maxwell. That's how I know R and B. <laughs> yes. But like, what other genres were you really trying to get into with this record? Right. I think I I grew up on R and B music, and mm -hmm. that is always going to be the baseline for me. But yeah. like, as I progressed in life, I paid more attention to pop charts than I did when I was first growing up you know mm -hmm. uh so it's i think it's always going to be somewhat of a mix i feel like there's a few like little electronic moments in there like let's do it all again and leave me out and stuff um but i wanted i wanted it to feel a little bit uh a little less you know oons, oons, oons than the last album did uh just so you could hear my voice a little better and that there could just be more space and room for lyrics that i really cared about um so yeah it's it's, it's definitely pop r&b focused like little electronic on the side love it 
I'm so excited for this record, Matt. Thank you so for much. To hear it. Um, I obviously, like I got the link sent to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you girlies out there. Not everybody has that. Not everybody has that. Like, what the, <laughs> is that what Mariah said? Oh, everybody has that. <laughs> Facts. Back to the number one Hot 100 song that you just performed. Not everybody has that. Talking about Listen, Nikki at the time. Still barely has one, right? I, don't, I mean, she has that troll song with um, who's the rainbow braided white uh, boy? I can't believe she <laughs> bothered. I can't either. She. The thing is, I want to love Nikki, but she loves to support people that are horrible. And I'm like, what? What do you want me to do with this? Matt, oh my gosh, that's okay. So this is like a running thing on the Devon Hour, mm. where we're not necessarily a big fan. Because me and my friends, when we started talking about her on the podcast, like we were barbs, right. like we loved her, right? And then that whole Queen era just ruined my whole perspective. Mm. I, that's the thing is, it's like. And she comes back out with this, uh, the mixtape and gets it on streaming and you start getting nostalgic and you're like, oh, maybe I do like her. And then you think about why you didn't. Matt, get, and are you like, in my head? Mm. You're living in my head. <laughs> because that was the same shit I said. I said, she's literally pulling on your nostalgia to make you forget yes. of the shitty things that was coming out the last year. <laughs> right, right. Because that's, that's exactly what, it almost worked for me. I almost streamed it. I was like, I want to hear Itty Bitty Piggy again. I do, but I can't do it. I can't do it. Matt, how do you think I feel, okay? <laughs> I know. I'm true. just outside of New you York. Are. When I tell you that album, Beat Me Up Scotty, the mixtape, mm. was, the, was the, the record of the summer that year, right. think, like 09, 08 or whatever. Yeah. We were all, I was like 9, 10 years old talking about some Itty Bitty Piggy to the mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's it's honest. It's honestly a shame because she is talented and she just has done so many shitty things that it's hard to it's hard to stand. She makes it so it hard. It's hard. It's so hard to stand. Oh my gosh. I forgot how we got on to Nick. Why do we get on to Nicki Minaj? Oh, because I made that that Mariah. Yes. About uh, not having any number ones. And that damn troll song. That's your number one. <laughs> and she got thrown on a say so right before it hit number one. So that counts, I guess. I think that song was going to go number one regardless. <laughs> It was, it was, but I guess she officially has the credit. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know hey, what? I, I don't... Remember when, because I think this is what happened, right? It went number one and then they took her name off of the song. I think they did, but then they put her back on. It was a back and forth, though. They definitely yes. took it off and then put it back on. I said, what the fuck? Nikki, you're going to try to get this number one. You can't Billboard's, get your doing... <laughs> Billboard's doing something lately because they. I think almost gave Dua Lipa the number one this week and then pushed her down to number two. I'm like, what's going on with Billboard right oh, now? Oh, yeah, levitating. What's number one right now? Uh, leave the door open. That's oh, so <laughs> really? No? Wow. I love Bruno. I love him. <laughs> I wish I liked Bruno. I mean, I don't, I don't mind Bruno's music. I just, he just reminds me of gentrification. Mm. It's just. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I know you're not wrong. I know you're not. And I'm like being willfully, I'm just like, I don't see it because that voice, his voice is so good. No, it's, no, it's really good. Cause obviously, like, I mean, there's non black people that exist in RB and that's not the issue. True. I just think the issue for me is just like, oh, like you're really leaning into this, huh? No, aren't you? Like, not, I, I feel like a little less, leave the door open is less, uh, like, 
shiny suit feeling than uh yeah Karat magic that whole era was very much like okay we get it like just bring yeah. it down a little it was bit, cute please. 24 Karat magic was cute because it was it was like paying homage to like some of the right. Guys, right so it was awesome right. to hear um i think my issue with it was that is it wasn't necessarily genre bending or like no. changing or like it wasn't it was just karaoke versions of the shit that black people archived right no, it wasn't like we're, we're going to take it and do something interesting with it. It was like, oh, no, we're just going to take it. Then it won a Grammy, and I was like, what the fuck? What? What? For album of the year, too. And I'm like, that's not even his best album. It's not. Was, it's not. It's not. Unorthodox was last, it was a couple years oh. ago. And that album's great. But yeah, it's 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 crazy to see, like, the, the state of music. Oh, wow. I mean, at least Anderson Pop got a number one. I guess we could. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's celebrate that. Yes. Damn. How do you feel about this the change in music? Like, because you have witnessed it from when it was like great. Like every mm. like if you go back 10 years or like 20 years and be like, this was the top 10 every single song you still remember to right. this day. So how have you been witnessing it and what's your thoughts on that? My thoughts are there's no way any person is going to think that music hasn't gotten worse as they age. <laughs> like there are kids right now who are like, this is the golden age of music. Post right. Malone is everything to me. Like they they exist. So it just, I feel like that hurdle of getting from like, oh shit, they're, I'm not the target audience for a pop song anymore mm. was a weird one to get over. Cause I'm like, what, where the fuck's TLC? <laughs> like, I don't understand what we're doing. Right. Um, But then at some point you've got to be like, okay, like I've got to let Olivia Rodrigo have it, and like look, this is what the kids. They, She's that, amazing, that's, by the way. She is great. I that uh, that album may or may not have leaked, and I may or may not have listened to some of it. In oh midnight. yeah, it comes out at midnight tonight, doesn't it? it comes out at midnight. Yes, <gasps> yes, oh, it's great. God. Oh my god. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so but it's just like I, I at some point have to realize that some of the stuff that comes out, even if it's not for me, is going to be everything to someone, mm-hmm. and. And then in 20 years, they'll be mad about whatever's next. But, you know, Matt, let's be honest. Let's look at 10 years ago, right? 2011, 2012. Right. right. Those were hits. Like, you hey. could escape none of those. Right. Today, <laughs> a song would, be like, they'd be like, this song went number one. And I'd be like, what song is that? That went number one. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, but, like, I think it's just, you know, t- the TikTok generation. They hear these TikTok hits, and they become Billboard hits, and this yeah. is what people are going to remember one day. I mean, it's not to say that I'm going to listen to all of them. I no. can respect that they exist and be like, great, I'm going to ignore it because I it doesn't do anything for me. But right. I, I I just, you know, I can see where, where it all it all is cyclical. It all just comes and goes. And yeah, I guess it's just speaking on the times, right? Like streaming is obviously a big thing and right. you can kind of create your own bubble around the music that you listen to absolutely so have like, to listen to the hits anymore like you were right. forced because when we you don't have to and it, 10 years ago there was like more of a monoculture where we all were listening to top 40, 40 radio and that was it and that was how songs became big and we all mm-hmm. knew the songs that were big and now it's like you can have a giant hit without radio at all you can have your so many songs go number one first week now i remember when mariah went number one first week for, with fantasy and she was the first woman to ever do it and now it's a shock of a song doesn't go number one first week so it's just mm-hmm. like everything is and, and the albums used to be like that too. I, again sound like i'm a million but albums used to be like that too where they mm-hmm. would not have their hugest week their first week out it would kind of build and grow 
I yeah, like that's just, true. It was. And now it's like, if you don't sell, you're going to sell your most of this album its first week. And if you don't sell X amount of copies first week, or and by sell, I mean stream, mm-hmm. then it's a flop. Then like, there's like yeah. very rarely are you going to rebound from that. You yeah, know? there was, I remember, um, like doing my research and stuff and seeing albums that might debut at like number 45 and then like week exactly. 16 suddenly it's yes. number one and you're just like right. that would i could just imagine what it was like living in that time just seeing albums just gradually grow in right. today's world if it's not a number one record then I've, then you just never have heard that record then that record just right. never came out right like right. It, it's it, weird it's very rare an album progresses that way nowadays right and it's also funny to think about what the sales figures were at for albums that you would think were not that big of hits. Like I'd be like, oh, 3LW, what they peak at like 40 something back in the day. I bet they didn't sell a lot. And it's like, oh, they're double platinum or some shit. And it's like, right. Oh, like God. they sold, they sold over a hundred thousand copies in their first week. Right. And, like, and it just really speaks on like, damn, yes. people were really out here buying music. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we were. I was. I was in that store buying everything that first week it came out. It was great. Oh, crazy. So, yeah, times have definitely changed, even from like my coming up and just seeing albums, you know, people going to stores, buying them. I remember being in the Rolling Stone store in New York City, buying TLC, my mm. five years old, buying TLC and buying this <laughs> child. I was the, yeah, that's why I got, bu- that's why I think I got bullied so much. I was a nerd. <laughs> like, I would go and buy records. People were like, I'm not listening to no Destiny's Child. And I said, well, bitch, I am. <laughs> Hey, but you were right. I bet they all love Beyonce now, don't they? I bet right now everybody's bet, bet all Beyonce, do. and I'm like, well, I was Team Kelly, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, there is a part of me that gets annoyed when people are like, oh, she, Beyonce's queen of the world. She's always been the queen. It's like you all hated Beyonce when she kicked those two girls out of the group. Everybody had something bad to say about Beyonce at that time. So don't pretend like you've always been with Team. Listen, B, I, I got writings on the wall years later. Wow. And I listened to it, and I said, "Damn, Writings on the Wall is their best album." Oh, without question, a perfect. I mean, I remember the first time I heard that album, and Bills of Bills had already come out, and Bugaboo was amazing. And then you get to say my name, and you're like, "Oh, fuck!" Like this is the whole album was spectacular, and yes. the way that Latavia held the bottom, the way that Latavia yep. really held the top, like that nobody was touching those four. They they right. had music, they had music chemistry. Those four, right, right. And but, the yeah. by the time of the Grammys, when they had switched out those two members, and Latoya and Latavia went to the Grammys because they co-wrote on "Say My Name" and a couple more songs, and they were nominated too. I was like, "Man, this is weird. <laughs> you have six Destiny's Child members running around the Grammys, not talking to each other. They yes. were a little mix of their time. They were, but you know what? Like I said, it's very rare you get to you see a group stay as long as Little Mix do. Like ten in six albums, you get six albums out of a group. No, you don't. You right. don't get six albums and out of a group. And I really do think that they like being in a group. Like they the like each other. Them, they love. I think each they other. like each other. They love being in that group. I don't even imagine they're going to go solo at any point. But maybe I'm wrong. But I could see them just like rocking together. But why go solo when you're making so much? Exactly. You're having so much success history in a group. And it's right. just, this is great. This is amazingness, honestly. Yeah, good for them. I hope they cross over to America. I feel like it's never too late. They're getting bigger and bigger by the second, so I hope so. They are, and just a break, a breakup at that. Now they're solidified in girl group history. Oh, a bitch left. Oh, you, you, you're in it. <laughs> right. You are in history. <laughs> yeah, it's great. 
Um, so, yes. Yeah, so now as we wrap up, because we've been on here for a while and I'm going to have a great time <laughs> editing this. Um, what are some things that you have coming up for the year? Oh, wow. For the year. I mean, right now, the new album, The Good Parts, is getting all of my attention. And so right. it comes out uh, May 28th. Mm-hmm. And um, then I think that day we're also going to be putting out a video for Do It All Again. Um, and so from here on out, I don't I mean, I have a couple more songs that I have just kind of been working on. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be putting them out one way or another or trying to get other people to sing them or what. But I am just so excited in the short term to get this album out and hopefully get it to it to as many ears as possible. Mm. Um, maybe there will be a remix or two or something that I'm working on, but you never know. All I know is I, I'm, I'm so happy with this music. There's going to be more two game mat stuff, obviously. So you will, we have our podcast and the YouTube channel and all of yeah. that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, after May 28th, truly I have nothing. I don't know. I just want to make sure people hear it. I would like to place a request. <laughs> okay. What is the request? <laughs> An acoustic performance. Oh, is that something um, that could happen? I feel like you could. I mean, just, I feel like that'd be great. I don't know. May, may I could like a live one, like on Zoom. Like how how would one do this? Just like, a, like I don't know, just get a camera, get somebody just get a camera, do to do on a guitar or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad idea. I've you have great vocals, like- and I feel like a live vocal from you, talent. All right, I think it'll be hey. great. All right. I mean, I don't hate that. Maybe you'll maybe you'll get it. Mm. I'm not gonna promise because you never know. <laughs> right. I'm over here placing requests like uh <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I think I really do think you're talented and I think you have an amazing voice and um I just want people to hear hear it draw. Darling. All right, all right. I'm so happy for you, Matt, to see your trajectory. Like I said in the beginning, to see where you started on YouTube, to see where you're at now, and to see that you are in a good place um it's really honestly it's so refreshing like and we also love seeing people stay consistent because you have been very consistent thank you i appreciate that because i mean yeah it's easy to not do stuff so i I think it's i'm happy to have been consistent (laughs) yeah it's easy to be lazy because that's that's easy for me to do so everyone go get matt palmer's new ep the good parts out in out out in stores now out on (laughs) on all streaming platforms now and also make sure you go purchase that shit off itunes okay Go buy it, go download it, go love on it. It's a great project. Um, also make sure you check out the two gay mats YouTube channel. Um, check out the two gay mats podcast. Everyone, just go over there and just show Matt Palmer and Matt Steel some love, child. Thank go on you ahead. so much. Thank you for having me. This has been such a joy. I've loved talking to you. It flew by. I can't believe it's 7 30. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everybody. And I'll catch you next time. <laughs>